So, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kelly S. from Oklahoma, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's Friday, July 13, 2018. Today we're reading from the big book, and we are on page 84, second paragraph. This thought brings us to step 10. We are going to be reading and commenting on that one pretty powerful paragraph. Today's readers are 12 Steps, Lori W., 12 Traditions, and marie M. Our readers today are Harlan G., Mara Z., and Mary B. The reference numbers for Thursday, yesterday, July 12, 2018, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 11654, 11654, and the 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 11655, 11655. ROE Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strengths, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no positions on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, quote, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers, end quote. At a vision for you, Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So I will now ask Lori W. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Lori. Good morning. This is Lori W. in Atlanta, Georgia. I have the privilege of reading our 12 steps for us this morning. Good morning to all my spiritual siblings on the line. 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrong. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, 
We tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Well, thank you for your service, Lori W. Next up, we will have Anne-Marie M. read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, Anne-Marie. Good morning, morning, Kelly. Um, The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name in any related facility or outside enterprise. Thus, problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie, for your service. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, you press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, you let us know by saying uh, pass. Then you press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, Everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we are resuming our study of the big book. We're on page 84. We're on the second paragraph. It starts, this thought brings us to step 10, reading through that one paragraph only and commenting on that paragraph. And Mr. Harlan G. is going to begin our reading. Thank you, Ms. Kelly, and this is Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. This thought brings us to step 10, which suggests we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. We vigorously commenced this way of living as we cleaned up the past. We have entered the world of the spirit. 
Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these things crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. We discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we've harmed anyone. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love and tolerance of others is our code. So let's take a look at these very simple, very basic instructions, and let's clear up a couple of misconceptions about step 10. The first misconception that we run into when we look at step 10 is in this sentence, it says, we vigorously commenced this way of living as we cleaned up the past. What that tells me is I am beginning to do step 10s not after I finish step 9, but as I begin steps 8 and 9. So I do step 5, I wait an hour, I do 6 and 7, and then immediately I am beginning 8, 9, 10, and 11 pronto. So that's the first thing I'm cleaning up because <clears throat> excuse me, the steps that we're using to clean up the past are 8 and 9. And now let's take a look at something else here. It says, our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. And the word continue is all through here. So everything is a follow-through. Now, let's take a look at this. I don't have time to do a whole special edition this morning. I've actually done a couple of special editions on Step 10 that are in the archives. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. What step did we use to look at selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear? Step four. When these things crop up, not if, when, because no matter how evolved my recovery gets, I will never rise above the level of a human being. We ask God at once to remove them. What two steps do we use to ask God to remove our defects? Six and seven. So I've done four, six, and seven. We discuss them with someone immediately. Here's the other misconception. People think step 10 is done in the morning and at night. That's 11. We discuss them with someone immediately. What step do we use to discuss something with someone immediately? Step five. So I've done four, six, seven, and five. And make amends quickly if we've harmed anyone, steps eight and nine. Then we resolutely, resolutely means with purpose, turn our thoughts to someone we can help, step 12, love and tolerance of others is our code. I don't have time to go into the whole thing again, but we look at this and we remember that food is never the problem. Food is the solution to the problem. What is the solution that, that food provides? It provides a solution to the buildup of everyday normal human emotion. And step 10 is God's fire hose. This step will reduce the toxicity of these emotions, and this is what we're going for here. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Holland G. I know a lot of people want to share on this, so let's be patient. I'm opening it up. Who wants to share? 
Julie R. Kim, Kim G. This is Larry. Larry K. I have Julie R. Kim G. Larry K. OMG, I was expecting a lot more. Katie G from Boston. Matt M. Matt M. Matt M. Katie G. Lisa B. Lisa B. Who was the last one? Marzi. Marzi. Well, let's stop there. Well, thank you, guys. Wow. Okay, so expectations. Um, Here's our lineup. Julie R., Kim G., Larry K., Matt M., Katie G., Lisa B., and Mara Z. So if everybody would please remute your phone so we can have a nice quiet meeting. We'll get started. Julie R., followed by Kim G. Hey, Julie. Hi. Hi. Good morning, Kelly. Julie R., recovered compulsive overeater from California. There is so much in this one paragraph. And I just want to focus on, you know, we start doing step 10s, right? Once those promises have started to come, into our lives. So I'm either already have had my spiritual awakening or I'm surely on the road to it, meaning what? That I'm going to act, think, behave differently. You know, people, places, and things that used to get my goat constantly and I would react and uh, create lots of harms no longer do that. Because why? Because I have a connection to my God. And when I'm connected to God, I'm not going to be that person. So I'm just going to skip right to where it says we have entered the world of the spirit. Again, closeness with God, unblocked. So it's not an overnight matter. You know, I'm human. I'm going to have things happen. So I'm to continue to watch for these things. And when they crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. So that's my first thing. If God removes them, therefore, I'm done. You know, I... I don't go and call somebody. I don't go and make uh, amends because I haven't created any harms. You know, I think back with Dr. Bob and Bill. Do you think they were running around trying to grab people? I need a 10-step. I need a 10-step. My gosh, no. You know, things don't bother us like they used to. So I get to go to God, ask God to remove this. And if it doesn't get removed, if I'm still gritting my teeth, I'm going to call one of my two or three people that I do a 10-step with that takes five minutes, and then I'm going to go be of service. You know, I I don't think my God wants me to call 10 people a day instead of being a loving, caring, giving person. So it's continued for a lifetime. I'm going to be practicing these things all the time. And the 10 steps are done on the spot. If I'm in a meeting like yesterday, I had an eight-hour meeting with Italian customers, and they were angry. I sat there, and I did a 10-step. And I did it on the, I did an app, on the phone, an app. And then I, I let it go. I'm done. So, again, you know, my God wants me to be present, wants me to be active in life, not calling people constantly. So thank you, God, for today that I am unblocked. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Julie R. Next up, Kim G., followed by Larry K. Good morning, Kim. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G., and, uh, oh, chills listening to the last two shares. Um, I'm going to zero in on um, the line. Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. And, and the way that I, per- I have personalized this is understanding is I'm a student, 
You know, I have to grow every day as a student. I have to have a new experience with this work. And my effectiveness is me being a teacher. You know, am I growing in how I carry this message? You know, I've been in OA since 1994, and those first 17 years, I was in and out of relapse. In the last seven, I've been recovered. And understanding 10, 11, and 12 is really the key to why I have been recovered. So just to show you over these last seven years, how has I, have I grown in step 10? You know, step 10 in the beginning was really a panic button. You know, every time I was, my back was against the wall, I'd try to get relief through step 10. I then learned how to use step 10 in decisions, you know, using it and, you know, what, if I want to do this or that, using a step 10 to try to get some clarity on God's will. You know, I have to say step 10 has kind of melded into step 11 for me. It's that pausing when, when, um, when, uh, when agitated or doubtful, and they've kind of melded together. And what I've been amazed over is kind of what Julie was talking about. You know, what, what used to rock my world seven years ago, it developed into just pissing me off. And then it developed, developed into upsetting me. And now I'm just amazed when I do my step 11 at night that there was something that I would have done a million ten steps on that wasn't even on my radar. Because the more I get tapped into 11, the more I get tapped into my higher power, the less step 10s are necessary because I'm not getting disturbed. So for me personally, what is, you know, they're telling me to look out for these four defects. So my six and seven, my selfishness, my dishonesty, my resentment, my fear, that's now my step one for life. I have not compulsively overeaten for seven years. My allergy is academic. However, being a human being, I have to lead into these steps every single day because those defects are popping up because I'm human. And I have two options. You know, I'm down to two alternatives. My defects are either going to drive me into the steps and get relief that way, or my defects are going to drive me back into the food. So what am I going to do today? And it's going to tell us here we are recovered, not cured. And I hope this doesn't come off me. But I talk to a lot of people who get recovered, get through these steps, have a spiritual awakening and relapse. And I don't talk to them about the day that they picked up. I talk to them, what's going on those three or four weeks beforehand? And what comforts me, I hope this is not me, is it becomes obvious that they stopped doing 10, 11, and 12, that they have gotten disconnected from that power, and the natural consequences is that they pick up. So step 10 is not a one and done. It's a lifestyle which allows us to live happy, joyous, and free. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Kim G. Next up, Larry Kay, followed by Madam. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Kelly. Thanks so much for your service. Um, yeah, if I if I'm if I'm not um, recovered at this point, um, I miss something. I miss something along the way where I didn't change. I didn't change. I wasn't brought into alignment with God's will for me. This isn't a a bunch of tools and techniques for me. It's about utter revolutionary change. It says we commence this way of living as we cleaned up the past. So there's, there's more work to be done, as we've heard. It doesn't say after we've cleaned up the past or while we're cleaning up the past. As we cleaned up the past, where do we begin to clean up our past? Well, we heard, step nine. So this confirms that we begin, as it was said, uh, step 10, as we are in step nine. And this is my instruction manual. You know, this, that's, at least that's how I've, I've treated this program. This big book is my instruction manual. So the idea that we don't begin living 
with, you know, in step 10 here doing the work until we're done with step nine is unequivocally wrong, at least according to my instruction manual. And if I'm following these instructions, you know, these instructions precisely, as soon as I begin making my amends, I'm shuttled immediately into 10. And as Kim said, you know, there's 11 in there as well. And um, so, so 9 and 12 all sort of work together. And the thing about it is if I'm not desperate enough, if my, if my hair isn't on fire, which we're talking about desperation, of course the promises won't come true. Of course I'm not going to get neutrality around the food. Now that's evident to me because I, I've experienced what that's like, not being recovered, not having neutrality around the food not, you know, or feeling like I'm holding my breath underwater. You know, if we go back to the text, we've entered the world of the spirit. Well, there it is. So our spiritual awakening has now taken place. And this is critically important to me. I've changed. There's been a revolutionary change. If there hasn't been, I've missed something. Not because I'm a bad little boy. That's not a punishment deal here, but I've missed something and have not experienced a transformation in alignment with my higher power. What else could it be? What other explanation could there be? Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. Remember in step nine, our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and the people about us. So they're calling to mind the same thing. Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. And of course, that's not gonna be an overnight matter. So I have a lifetime to derive the depth that these steps have to offer in the way of spiritual growth. So why not work them quickly and effectively? Get to my spiritual awakening, this change, and then I have the rest of my life to grow in understanding and effectiveness. But I've got to have a spiritual awakening that occurs, and then the crisis is out of the way. There's my bell. The crisis is out of the way once I have that. With that, I pass. Thanks so much. Thanks, Larry Kay. Next up, Matt M., followed by Katie G. Hey, Matt, good morning. Thank you very much, Julia. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M. from New Jersey. Now, how do I follow Kim G., Harlan, and Larry? Um, this thought does bring us to step 10. Even though I'm not at step 10 yet, I can get myself ready for this step because it means going right away and calling a sponsor, calling a fellow 12-stepper to go right through the 10-step and do that, do that stuff uh, where I'm selfish, egotistical, self-centered. Because I have to. Um, I want to have spiritual awakening. I want to have my. I want to be effective in my um, my understanding and growth. I'll never rate, I'll never rise above the level of a human being. Harlan has said before, and it's true. I'm always going to be human. So these things are going to pop up. I'm going to be judgmental. I'm going to get irritated. I'm, I expect them to happen. What do I do with those feelings, though? This is what the tenth step is for. Now I'm not. I'm not Gandhi. I'm not going to be like you know Jesus. I'm not going to be someone who's like turns the other cheek. But I can do use the tenth step in order to be get on an even keel. And that's what this is for. It helps me to get right with my higher power and my connection to my higher power. Um, yeah, and I, if I quickly harm anyone, I go ahead and make my amends. And then I have to turn this over and resolutely go out and help someone else. So I usually when I do a third step, I would go and call someone else immediately and just ask how they're doing and ask them how I can be of service, whoever it is. Because, again, it's not all about me. Because I have an ego the size of like Mount 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 Rushmore at times, and this is an ego deflation program. And so by the time I get done with the steps, my ego has has been deflated, but it still pops up from time to time. Because again, 
I think I sometimes think I'm always right, and that's that's where I have to watch that stuff, that self-centered, egotistical um, selfishness. You know, I'm not always right. I'm not the beginning and the end, all the alpha and omega. So, you know, the 10 steps and all the other steps, they help me to get right-sized, and this is why I use, I'll be using the 10 steps to help me get an even kill for higher power, and that'll pass. Thank you. Thanks, Matt M., and this is actually Kelly S. from Oklahoma, but... Next up, Katie G, followed by Lisa B. Good morning, Katie G. Hello, Kelly S. from Oklahoma. This is Katie <laughs> G. from Boston, Massachusetts, compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic recovered. <clears throat> I guess I wanted to talk about the mistakes that I've made with Step 10. First mistake I made, trying to do Step 10 when I was on Step 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, right? If I'm not, if I haven't completed those steps, I can't do Step 10. I just can't, whether or not I've done them before whatever, like I have to stay with the steps that I'm on. Second mistake I've made, not doing it. Like going along, calling people, hey, everything's good. Oh, I'm just a little bit agitated, but no worries. Okay, so here's the thing. I have a life and death illness, right? If I don't do this work, if I don't go to step 10, 11, and 12, it it has to do with my inability to accept that I have no power, no choice, or no control around the food. And what step is that? That's step one. So if I'm not willing to do step 10, I have a step one issue, right? So, you know, I got to do it. And then most recently, I have worshipped the methodology of step 10. And some of my friends out there, you know what I'm talking about. Like, I'm having an issue. I'm going to do step 10. Oh, my God, I just had a, I had a snit. I had a this. I had a that. Oh, my God, 10 phone calls, 10 step 10s. Oh, my gosh, I'm still feeling bad. I did a step 10. Wait, let me do another step 10. Let me talk to somebody else about the step 10 because maybe from a psychological perspective, I can get a step 10 on that step 10 and feel step 10 Okay, but here's the problem. Me. All I did was focus on me. And the point of step 10 is to get me closer to my feelings, right? So <clears throat> I'm acting out in my fear, and then I do a step 10, and I'm like, wow, there's fear under this anger. I'm going to feel that. I'm going to feel that. And does it say to then call 10 more recovered people and talk about it? No. Mm-mm. No, KDG. It says to go help others. Get out of yourself. Stop doing step 10. Stop, you know, like pause and seek God. Because a business that always does inventory and never opens for business is never going to be available. And what I missed, what I missed, KDG recovered, missed. This is about getting me to God. Every step is about getting me to God. And if I'm not willing to do it, again, I have a step one issue. I think I don't need God. I think I got the food stuff all done, you know, and I I do step tens now. But I also get a lot of, you know, in order to shift from overdoing it and worshiping people, because you know what, we all have clay feet. And if I call and do the perfect step 10, guess what? It's not perfect. I'm worshiping God again. We all make mistakes. We all get up, or maybe you don't. What I'm learning is I get up with bad breath in the morning. I can't be your God. I can't be your problem solver. But as somebody taught me, I can help guide you back to the problem solver. That's God. These are just tools, right? we got to do them. You've got to do them if you're like me. I'll close with this. If you're like me, you have two choices, like what's been said. Either eat or do the work, right? But I can't worship the methodology. It's just getting me to God. Go gently, my friends. With that, I pass. Thank you, Katie G. Next up, Lisa B., followed by Maura Z. Good morning, Lisa. Oh, good morning. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and 
I want to share this in a in a gentle way. That's the way I, I've had to look at step ten, and I'll, I'll share what has worked for me and what's helped me. Um, I do follow the directions precisely, and I have found tremendous relief in sharing um, with another. I do share my 10 steps on a daily basis with another person. Um, I do it precisely as it's described. I watch. And what am I watching for? Any disturbance. Any disturbance. Anytime I'm disturbed, I need to say, whoa, that's, a, that's an alert system. You know, today I know that my emotions is like a radar, and it's telling me something's off. And I thought that's ridiculous in the beginning. Am I supposed to be serene and happy all the time? You know, I really can be. I won't ever rise to above being human with that saying that I'll borrow from my co-fellow that shares that often. But I am meant to be in a place of serenity and balance. And when I have fear, it's because I'm taking something back. I'm thinking that something is off. When I have resentment, I'm living in the past. I do 10 steps regularly every day, and I do have a very strong 11-step practice. And even though my 11-step practice is very strong, I still have regular 10 steps. Some days I'll have maybe one 10 step because I do get disturbed through the day. Some days I'll have five. Sometimes I'll have seven 10 steps. The most important thing for me with a 10 step is to see where are my character defects? Where am I being selfish, dishonest, resentment, and resentment and fearful? And I do share it with others. But before I call a person, I'm really clear. I don't just sit there and go on and on with a story. It's done in two or three minutes. I'm clear on where are, where are my character defects. And I do ask sometimes for feedback, and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'll say I just need someone to listen. But I find incredible relief and growth and spiritual progress in sharing it with another. And it, it's not a, a horrible pain in the butt. You know, for me, just the way it works is I have people I reach out to. And I do try and reach out to new recovered people too. Because sometimes I'm doing the service and helping them understand how to do a 10-step. I'm amazed when I make outreach calls to other recovered fellows that introduce themselves as an available sponsor. They don't know how to do a 10-step. So I'm doing service and helping them. And I just follow it by the book. Um, so that, that's really what I wanted to share. And step six and seven get addressed in my 10 step. And that was the big awareness for me. I never knew really how step six and seven would get addressed. They get addressed in step 10, and they get addressed in step nine, and they get addressed in step 11 and 12. I was horrified of step 10, but I decided to embrace it and become really comfortable with it because I knew this is where so many people go back out. In the beginning, I hated 10 steps, and I was resentful about having to do 10 steps. Today, uh, I love them, and I pass. Thanks for your service. Thank you so much, Lisa B. Next up, Mara Z. Good morning, Mara. Good morning, Kelly S. Thank you for your service. Lisa, thanks for the segue. Talking about, you know, getting, stepping out again. That's what happened to me. I've got a cautionary tale for you. If you don't believe in the power and the necessity of step 10, I was recovered for a year. I was all that in a bag of chips. I thought I knew everything. I didn't need to do 10 steps. I was taking care of them in my head. I was fine. I was along happily. And then the love of my life decided there's nothing here. And he walks out. And I'm going, okay. And I'm, and I'm processing this, and I'm doing 10 steps. And, uh, 
Mara, we're losing you. Oh, can you hear me now? I can now, but you're going in and out. Can't hear. Sorry, Kelly. Can't hear you now. Yeah, you sound like you're underwater. Can you hear me? No. Can you, hear me? Can you get off your Bluetooth? Can you get off your Bluetooth? I am off the Bluetooth. Okay, there. Okay, I won't move from this spot. Let's see if I can remember where I was. Um. <laughs> um. So anyway, so so what happened? So I go away on vacation. And everything is fine and copacetic. I'm weighing and measuring and I'm committing my food. I'm working my 12 steps with my big book vision sponsor and so on and so forth. And the next thing I know, I am in the food. Why am I in the food? Because I stopped doing 10 steps. Because I thought I was okay. Because I thought I was above this. And I was in the food for a day. And God was amazingly generous with me because it didn't go past a day. But it scared me enough to know that I have to do 10 steps. I'm not above the fray. This has got to be something I do all the time. Bill was very judicious in his usage of words and was very careful to not repeat words in a single paragraph. He uses the word continue three times in this paragraph. And that tells me what? I don't stop. I continue. I keep going every single day when I am disturbed. Not if. When I am disturbed. I'm a human being. I'm going to be disturbed. And when they crop up, I take care of them. And the last part of the 10th step, a lot of people forget to do, and that is we resolutely turn our attention to someone we can help. That has to be done because what happens then if I get out of me and I'm thinking about somebody else. And that brings me back to spirituality. And that brings me back to my God. And with that, I'll pass. Sorry for the quality of sound. No worries. Happens all the time. That's technology. All right. So thank you, Mara Z. Here's where we are, guys. We're in the big book. Page 84, second paragraph. This thought brings us to step 10. We just read and are re, uh, read on that and are sharing on that one paragraph. Who wants to share? Charles A. Nessa R. Melissa Paul Barbara. Nessa. Barbara Melissa. Barbara. Richard B. Leah M. Barbara. Leah. Richard. Okay. Well, let's stop there because I don't know. I'm not good with adding up. I can't do math in my head. We'll do Amy and then let's, uh, we'll stop there. Okay. Please rebute your phone by pressing star one. Here's our lineup. Charles H., Nessa R., uh, Melissa C., Barbara E., Leah M., Richard, I don't have your last initial, and Amy G. And we'll start with Charles H., followed by Nessa R. Good morning, Charles. Good morning, Kelly S. from Oklahoma. This is Charles H., <laughs> <laughs> and Morris, actually four times. I know you know that. It's just we get in the heat of the moment. We're from New York, so you know we just give it to you straight. Um, yeah, so we should continue for it should continue for a lifetime. Um, and and I love the, the the comments and the shares and the different interpretations of how recovered people um, view this. Um, so if I'm living in ten, eleven, and twelve, right, to the best of my uh, capability. 
Um, I'm not going to – you know, one time I joined – and I'm not knocking these 10-step lines, but one time I joined a 10-step train, and it, you know what? It was just ridiculous. Like, I can get fired from, from work trying to call people when things used to uh, push my button. But my relay button over over a period of time, right, right, it, it, it gets – it gets it gets a, a a a more of a relay on it as I lay into eleven, eleven. You know, as I as I pause when I agitated, um, it you know it just becomes a working part of my mind that I ain't gotta run. Around. First of all, if I were you know prior to and someday I'm gonna keep it official. If if, if every time I get on the phone with somebody and I feel some type of way. You know, because some days, Mama said we're going to have days like this, right? Some days are hard. And if I'm at work trying to call somebody saying, let me do a 10-step, I'm going to get fired. So I lean into that 11-step as well. Like, when I'm agitated, let me go pause in the corner and get on my knees and ask my higher power to remove this. And I'm, I'm saying, everybody got an interpretation. And, you know, Everybody's a student of this book, and I should continue to grow and understand it. That's what it says in the text, right? I'm going to do this imperfectly, but I'm going to follow the yellow brick road to the best of my capability. And things that used to, you know, make me feel some type of way, I I, I don't feel no type of way no more behind them, them little things. And them little things used to, you know, and I'm going to say this too, if I sow resentment, hatred and bitterness. I'm going to wreak chaos, calamity, and confusion, no matter how much the food is down, no matter how much the food is down. But when I'm laying into that 11th step and pausing and, and, you know, on awakening in the morning and and before I retire at night, I really struggle with the retiring at night because sometimes I overbook myself to self-exhaustion. But I'm trying to help people, right? You know, that, that combination, it just gets me out of myself and it gets me not worrying about Charles so much, and, and, and I'm, not, um, I'm not bewildered about me anymore, and it's all about other people. And, and all my relationships are flourishing as a result of pausing, and, and the 10 steps are lessening. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Charles H. And next up, Nessa R., followed by Melissa C. Good morning, Nessa. Uh- Hi, good morning. Good morning, wishing for you. My name is Nessa R. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. You know, the greater aspect of my disease centers in my mind rather than in my body. You know, it is my thinking that gets me into trouble. It's my thinking that leads me to believe that it is okay for me to have my binge foods, that a little bit won't hurt me, you know, that I'll be able to stop. It is my thinking um, through uh, which I process events in the world that leads me into resentment and fear. Um, and, you know, I'm very good at my way of thinking. You know, uh, the spin I put on things, the perspective, the, the lens through which I view life, because I practiced it for over four and a half decades. And I'm very, very good at it. And so what happens, you know, when my thinking is lousy, my feelings are lousy, then my actions are lousy and my life is lousy. And that's where I was before recovery. You know, the problem was 
how how do I think differently? I don't know. Like I've been thinking this way for 45 years. If I could change the way I think, I would have done it and I wouldn't be here. And so the key thing um, in recovery is to change the way I think. And in steps one through nine, I learned on new tools, new ways of thinking, new ways of processing life, you know, so different and so, I guess, even counterintuitive to the way that I was, um, I was doing it. But it's step 10 where I get to practice those tools. You know, it's like riding a bike, you know. Um, you know, I can, somebody can hold, the, you know, my bike on the back and let go. Uh, and then finally I get my balance, but I'm still wobbly. And guess what? If I don't practice that, that cycling, I will never stop being wobbly. And if this is what step 10 does um, with regards to recovery. I practice the new way of thinking. I practice the new way of thinking until it becomes my primary way of thinking, you know, so that I don't revert into the lousy way of thinking. And so, you know, when my thinking is fixed, when my thinking is good and my feelings are good, my actions are good and my life is good. And now almost seven years into recovery, this is what's happening to me. You know, my thinking is good most of the time. You know, my uh, feelings are good. My actions are good and my life is good. And when my thinking is not good, then that's when I get, um, I have step 10 to get it back into shape. You know, I need to make sure that I'm always on the beam because otherwise I will revert back to what I was seven years ago with a flick of a switch. But this is the change step. You know, we need to practice, practice, practice. And of course, I need to be careful what I practice. Uh, because if I practice the old way of thinking, I'm going to have my old way of life. I want to practice this way of thinking, the step, the 12 steps way of thinking. So Time. I can have, thank you, the life um, that I have now, you know. Um, I, I, I saw a slogan somewhere that says, persevere and get me what I have. And consistency gets, lets me to keep what I have. And that's what I want to do today. Thank you. And I pass. Thank you, Nessa R. Next up, Melissa C., followed by Barbara E. Good morning, Melissa. Hi. Good morning, Kelly. Thank you so much for your service. It's Melissa C., recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, you know, there's something um, for me that was really um, very exciting about having human emotion, having actual feelings that I went my whole life um you know, really living in a food fog and and almost like slow to feel, slow to respond. So I lived um, like a numb zombie. And, you know, the only time that I would ever experience, I think, these huge waves of feelings were um, when they were so overwhelming. Like it was, I lived between um, two extremes, you know, either complete denial everything is great, everything is great, no problems, no problems, I don't see any problems, to my whole life is just my problems. And, you know, the step 10 is teaching me how to live in that in-between world where um, my eyes are open. You know, when the food is down, um, and I've heard it said here so many times, yeah, we feel better, we feel everything better. And now I'm getting directions for how do I live my life like a feeling person, like a, like a real live, alive human being? Um, and, you know, it's interesting because the rest of the world who are not addicts, 
they don't need this process. Somehow, my husband, um, my sister, my you know, my friends, my neighbors, they kind of know how to deal with human emotion. And um, but I need this. I need a code. I need a set of directions. And thank God I have one. You know. And so, like for me, one of the greatest difficulties I have is dishonesty. You know, with myself. Like it always starts with a lie I tell myself. Um, and for the longest time it was, no, everything's fine. I'm fine. You know, that was like the first lie. And now it's, oh, um, oh my God, everything is horrible because of you, because of this situation. And, um, and so the truth is um, everything isn't always fine. I'm a human being living, you know, living a, a real life. And um, the antidote for my dishonesty is, yeah, have my eyes open. And the antidote for all of these feelings, for selfishness, for self-centeredness, for fear, is to resolutely, with a resolution, to turn my attention to those I can help. You know, I do need to bring my stuff to the, you know, to the um, discussion with others. You know, and it helps me get in touch with my higher power. Once I bring it to God, the directions are really quick. Attend to those I can help. Stop, you know, stop getting bathed in my problem and start, you know, helping others get clean. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Perfect timing, Melissa C. Next up, Barbara E. followed by Leah M. Good morning, Barbara. Ah, Good morning, everyone. It is Barbara E. in New Jersey. I am awed by everything I've heard so far, and I know I will continue to be awed. I'm an elementary school teacher, and I've just listened to PhDs. But talking for myself alone, even in the depths of despair, and sometimes there is, there's always hope. I know I'm only human, and I'm going to disappoint myself, but I'm also capable of amazing myself. Just never give up. Life is beautiful. Life is a journey. Who knows what will happen tomorrow? Um, there's, for me, in step 10, I know I'm going to display disappointing behaviors, but I can go to someone and call them and then do something for other people. If, it, if I'm just a little bit annoyed, a little bit pissed off, I go to my God. I've started doing this all the way back when I went and did step six and seven, I didn't have to wait. I can do this between me and my God. I can call a fellow. But the key here is to look for my selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and do something for others. Call another member. Take in my elderly, and for me elderly means really elderly, garbage pail. Bring a newspaper in. Smile at someone in the supermarket. Some, tell someone to go first. My function is to grow constantly. This is not a one and done. Someone says about you can't live on yesterday's showers. I can't live on yesterday's successes or failures. But I have to be optimistic. I said this earlier. Life is beautiful. Life is a journey. 
It's so exciting to be taking it with all of you. It is really wonderful. I am awed. Thank you so much. I pass. My goodness, sorry about that. Wasn't expecting you to wrap up so fast. <laughs> Thanks, Barbara E. This is uh, next up, Leah M., followed by Richard. Good morning, Leah. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service. It should continue for our lifetime. I'm so grateful for this uh, Step 10, this art of living undisturbed. Um, I don't know about you, <laughs> but I had a rough time living. Um I had a rough time living, and for many years, food was the glue that held me together. Um, You know, food is down, so it's no longer uh, food versus Leia. At this point, you know, in recovery, it's Leia versus Leia. And, um, you know, the spiritual awakening doesn't make us superhuman, for sure, uh, because we need to watch for these, uh, you know, selfishness, dishonesty, and resentment and fear. Because if resentment or fear control me, then God can't direct me. Then I lose my way. And, of course, you know, in this generation, we're so dependent on the GPS system. And I like to think of it as the God positioning system. Meaning when I make a wrong turn because I've ventured down selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear, um, automatically there's a spiritual pain. I mean, if you have a physical pain, you're alerted. You know, my leg hurts, my arm hurts. You're, you're alerted to something gone awry physically. When I have a pain uh, spiritually, it's an alert. Alert, alert, alert. You know, recalculating, recalculating, step can recalculate me, meaning that when I'm in a conversation, when situations arise um, internally, um, you know, I I have a map, (laughs) I'm aware that I'm lost, and step 10 gets me back to God. It gets me back to God. You know, uh, sometimes in the 12-step rooms you hear about King Baby. You know, I always needed the soothing and the comfort and the ease of a substance in a cellophane bag and and a bakery box. No longer utilize those substances, thank you, God. Um, but God is my ease and comfort. And so how am I going to get back to God to, to get that, you know, uh, that, that soothing and that comfort? <laughs> I give a lot of pacifiers around here taking care of numerous uh, grandchildren. Um, God, God is my ultimate uh, comfort, my safe harbor. And so the quality of my recovery is my connection and my consciousness of God. And so the quality of my recovery is my responsibility. So step 10 gives me those directions and gives me the capacity and the ability to stand guard over spiritual pests, to know when the channel is getting blocked and clogged up, and to be able to free that. It's a lifetime occupation of evaluating and correcting my attitudes, emotions, and uh, ideas, and I'm so grateful for it. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Leah, for that share. Richard, what is your last initial? I didn't get it. Richard, are you there? Star one. Good. Oh, I thought it was hey. Amy. Which, I have Richard, then Amy. 
Richard, I can't hear you. You're, you're breaking up. Hey, Richard, you need to probably get off your Bluetooth. B? Okay. There, I can hear you better. You may need to get off your Bluetooth. Okay, well, <clears throat> Richard, we're going to skip on to Amy G because it sounds like some technical difficulties there, and we'll try you back in a minute. So, Amy G, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> um, That's all right. This is, okay, I'll be quick. My name's Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. I just wanted to, I mean, everyone, awesome shares, you know, this understanding and effectiveness. When it comes to step 10, and, you know, I, I love the choice of words. Once again, Bill, you know, the wordsmith of the big book, divinely inspired. I mean, what do we have, what happens in step 10? I grow an understanding of myself so that I can be effective, right? Effective in the world, in my relationships, in carrying the message. Because what's our purpose? To be of maximum service you know, to those around us, you know, to be God's messenger or higher power's messenger of this wonderful program of recovery. You know, people have talked about this idea of, you know, doing all these 10 steps and doing them all the time and all that kind of stuff. You know, the idea, I think, if we think about it, or at least, again, my opinion is why does, why does Bill say or why does the big book say, you know, we turn to how we can help others? Because I don't know about you all, but step 10 is only a revealer. It reveals to me what's going on. I can do 50,000 10 steps, but if God, my higher power, does not decide to remove that character defect, there's nothing I can do about it. So let's get out of my head and let's go out there and help another person. Because step 10 only reveals to me again and again, and it is a lifeline process, like Leah says, what it is that I need to look at in myself. And then I resolutely turn to help someone else and say, okay, God, at your timing, I am going to humbly ask for you to remove this shortcoming. I'm entirely ready to have you remove it, but it's going to have to be your job. So in the meantime, let me go about my way. Let me act as if you have removed that character defect to the best of my ability. And when it crops up again, sure, I can do another 10 step. But sometimes I get the impression that people are doing 10 steps so many times with this idea or an expectation that the 10th step is then they're removing the 10th step, and I don't see it that way. We resolutely turn to help another person after we turn over, after we become, after I become, let me just speak from my perspective, after I become aware of what that character defect is. That's my job, is to get ready, to be aware, and to be humbly asking my higher power to remove it. And then I go about my business for the day of what I believe God's job for me is for the day, which is to be a maximum service. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Amy G. Richard P., you have a, a couple minutes if you got your problems fixed there. Thank <laughs> you. Sorry, problem. everybody. Can you hear me Sorry, now? Go ahead. I can. you got two okay. minutes. Okay. This is Richard B., in Ireland, and thank you everybody for sharing. I came in a little late to the meeting because something is going on for me that I had failed to do a tenth step for last night, and I found myself wallowing in a bit of self-pity and a little resentment and a lot of fear and a lot of tears. Um, I'm looking at this paragraph, and it says we continue this for a lifetime, and I forgot to do this last night and this morning, so I need to do another tenth, tenth step today. And I will be doing that after the meeting. We continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, and resentment. To watch is to do the steps. 
selfish dishonesty, resentment and fear. Step four. When these crop up, we ask God to re- at once to remove them. Step six and seven. We discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we have har- harmed somebody. I texted my sponsor this morning to say that my best friend in South Carolina is going through a major health crisis and I don't know what it is yet and I have been in tears over it. And as I'm speaking, actually, texts are coming in from her and I'm grateful for that. Um, my sponsor said to me, ask God to remove it and um, go to God. Um, but I remember that I'm supposed to do a 10th step and then that will bring me to God. Um so then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Um, I don't think I've harmed anybody, but uh, that's step eight and nine, I'll say that. And now I need to bring myself to someone I can help after I have done my 10th step. I will tell my friend that I, I, I'm in a meeting, I am doing a 10th step, and then I'm there to to be there for her. Um, so I'm really grateful for that. And I kind of came into the meeting halfway through Kim G's share, so I missed the beginning. So anyway, with that, I will pass. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Richard B. With that, we will close. Um, thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Friday, July 13, 2018, is 11658, 11658. So we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Mara Z, please read a vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, Kelly, thank you. Moore Z recovered in Virginia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.